Welcome to Evolution in Controls. I'm your host, Tim Wilson. Thank you for joining us. We talk so often about technological change that you could be forgiven for thinking that every industry has been impacted and that every product design has been or is undergoing significant change. Change seems to be the one constant around us. But is that actually the case? In some industries, there is a wide range of technological adaptation. Some segments of an industry have been at the forefront of technological integration, while other adjacent segments have designs that haven't changed in 50 years, yet both can be in the same industry. And as technology continues to advance, the question of why should we adapt is changing to one of how do we adapt. This question looks at the future and the possibilities of what could be, and it addresses an often overlooked element. That element is one of resources. Who is available to assist in that transition? Bosch, Rexroth, and Morell have focused their attention on the cement and concrete industry with a comprehensive line of hydraulic pumps, motors, and controls, and a certified mobile solutions partnership. They are working with longtime market leaders to answer the question of what could be. Here to talk with us about the answers they are finding to that question is Mr. Brad Bardall, Regional Vice President of Mobile Sales at Bosch Rexroth, and Mr. Kevin Kegerice, Vice President of Mobile Sales at Morell Group. Brad, Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us, Tim. Appreciate the opportunity. No problem. Well, you guys are both repeat guests here at Evolution and Controls, but let's still start. Brad, tell us a little about yourself. Sure, sure. I'm I've uh, been with Bosch Rexroth uh, in various capacities from engineering to application engineering to early in my career commissioning uh, machines uh, throughout the 20, those 26 years and, and about 35 years in the industry. So uh, just, a, just a starter. So you started when you were eight, in that something range, like that. In yeah, that range, yeah. right. Got it. Got it. Kevin, you've been with Morell quite a while. Yeah, a couple of years, 23 years. So you started when you were 30. I did, yeah. I, I might, I might not have weathered so well in this industry, right? <laughs> doesn't you know, look like it. doesn't look like it. So, no, I, I started out in sales, pretty much right out of college, and uh, worked my way into the the role that I am today, and that I that I fill today, and it's uh, a role of coordinating our mobile sales efforts across all of our geographies. So we have a team uh, of individual salespeople that focus specifically on mobile OEMs and mobile applications. Okay. Well, we're here specifically to talk about the, the cement and concrete in industry. Let's kind of jump right in. Are there different segments of that industry? Is it homogenous? Is, it, is there a wide variation? Talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah, right? so it's, it, it is very segmented, actually. It's not very segmented. It's, it's an entire uh, machinery setup to, to, um, to support uh, the, the entire construction market when it comes to cement and concrete. So okay. it requires a lot of power. Uh, which we thrive on, okay. and secondly, it requires a lot of finesse. Um, so the the finish of concrete and and the speed control of a machine and the uh, reliability of the equipment is an absolute must. That's what makes it smooth. That's that's what makes it. You got it. Okay. And when you combine those three factors, hydraulics and our leading position in controllability and electronic control. Put that all together and make it a perfect application for Bosch Rexroth. Okay. Well, Kevin, if there's these different segments, how does how does the Bosch Rexroth product line fit into each one of those segments? Is it uniform? Is some is used in others that's not used in a different segment? 
Well, yeah, Tim, I guess maybe I could explain a little bit about the segments and yeah, then maybe we yeah, can talk about the technology that, because we got to make the concrete first. So is so, this a segment here on the screen? Well, well, sure. So this, what's on the screen is what we would call a, a transit mixer, a front discharge transit mixer. So this piece of equipment is used, it goes to a stationary... Um, cement plant? Ready mix plant. Yeah. Okay. So they go and they pick up their pre-made cement and now they've got to get it to the work site. So they got to make sure that the cement doesn't set up. So that's why you'll see the drum rotating in this application. Um, but then it's once they get it to the site, it's how they place the concrete from that standpoint. Now, you could be putting this to where you pump it into place. You could be putting this to where you convey it into place. And then it's how you pave or place the concrete into its final destination, a curb, a road, a sidewalk, something of that nature. So this is just getting it from the plant to where it's going to be applied. And that's correct. And, and this is one segment of transportation and mixers. Okay. There's another form of mixers where all the goods that go into making the concrete, the dries, the water, the dry solids are all on the unit and they can actually make the concrete in place and change the recipe so of the not concrete. So they're not pre-mixed together. No. Nope. Here it's mixed together. Correct. That, that segment's called a volumetric mixer and there's great advantages. You know, Brad, I think you said it earlier, they're in rural environments and there's right. no batch mixing plant right there. Hmm. Or they want to change the dynamics or the properties of the concrete mid-pour. They have the ability to do that on a volumetric mixer. So what about the machines that I see when I'm driving down the road that are laying concrete on the ground? Is, that's a different segment then as well, right? Absolutely. That's a exactly. A, so that would be a, a paving application, right? Or a curbing paving. application, paving. slip form, uh, slip form paving or, or a, a, a concrete paving application for roads. For is instance. the technology in that piece of equipment, is that different technology than what they're using on this transit mixer? It, it is and it isn't. Of course, the technology is used for the advantages of both. So okay. in particular for a transit mixer, um, they're fairly high, high, high tech. Uh, they utilize uh, uh, telematics in most cases to get machinery data. Um, also for positional, for positional data of where the machine is, how many loads are dropped, uh, billing functionality, all those type of things. There's, there's a life cycle. There's a clock on this. Once the stuff is in there, you've got just a certain amount of time before you got to get it out of there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah, there's, they usually don't like uh, chipping out dry concrete out of, out of those things. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not pretty. It's not fun. Uh, no, it's not fun at all. But <clears throat> the, um, and then we go into slip forming and, and paving. Um, and that, technolo that technology is, is today utilized uh, very well uh, because the, the accuracy of the height of the paving mechanism or the curbing mechanism uh, is usually controlled by GPS. So that GPS is taking in, those GPS signals are taking in, and from a machine control standpoint, so with, with our BOTAS electronics, we interpret that GPS data. And Say that again, you, you went over that pretty quick. Your what? Our BOTAS electronics, okay. uh, our electronic passes, okay. uh, controllers, sensors, and so on. Um, we, take, we take that data in and interpret that data uh, to actually control the machine. So that might be uh, concrete height, that might be smoothness, that might be finish, that might be the, the, the topography that's being sent from the GPS data. Yeah, the grade ability, you know, even the grade okay. of the road and the pitch. Right. And yep. if you look at even the roads, how the slope and curve mm -hmm. have done, you know, mm -hmm. the, the civil engineer standing out there with, you know, surveying equipment post 
placement of the road might not be required if we can prove that we're doing that in the placement of the concrete. So some of the technology is as simple as uh, pumps and manual operated valves, but this BODAS using the GPS, that sounds like that's at a level way above a manual lever valve. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, matter of fact, I don't know of many manual lever valves that are used on this equipment anymore. Um, I'm showing my age. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, that in your hair. Yeah, I, maybe. But, but the uh, this the technology within these machines, especially on the, the concrete paving side and the slip form side, is is quite advanced in positional accuracy. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, getting getting close to machine tool accuracies uh, when it comes to okay. how we want to position the, the, the control. Let's talk about a different aspect of that, though. As, as the technology becomes more and more advanced, and I know that there is more advanced technology than what we've just talked about that's coming, does the resources available, and I mean people, Kevin, does the resources available to these mobile OEMs, does that become... A sticking point? Does that become a problem for them? And if so, how does Morel fit into that? That's a great question. These companies are experts in producing a piece of equipment in their market segment. Okay. They know the secret recipe of what makes their machine shine in the marketplace, but knowing the cutting edge technology that's available to their particular applications is not always, that's our job, that's our role, to come in and show them of maybe standard technologies, evolving technologies that could produce additional functionality or additional resources to their customers, to their end customers. And you know, our team of applications engineering, programming engineering, um, working together with their engineering group to evolve their equipment is absolutely a service that we provide to our customers. I'm assuming we have software tools or computer tools to help in this application process. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, if we talk about just a pump and a motor drive, there's there's BODOS, you know, software packages that we can look at for the aiding and controllability of that package to where the customer can really concentrate instead of developing the code, they can concentrate on optimizing and tuning their equipment. Is there any resistance that you see, Brad, from, from these mobile OEMs, either at the collaboration, because essentially Kevin's talking about his application people redesigning their machine. Is there any resistance that you get from that or from the new technology just coming in? I don't think it's a resistance. I think it's a collaboration, right? Okay. And it's always a collaboration between the OEM themselves the end user saying this this is what we need to achieve the, their engineering staff this is what we need to achieve coming to us and saying what do you have to achieve this right or introducing them to something that can achieve that and so because it's, it's a collaboration they see the benefit they the mobile oem sees the down down the road benefit that that's what we see yeah. that's absolutely it's a true collaboration almost always and when it's okay. not a collaboration it usually doesn't work very well <laughs> well we're, we're, we're <laughs> We're That's coming true. to the close of our time, but what does the future look like? Five years down the road, what, what are we going to see? I know there's new technology out there. What's coming? Well, we as, we as Bosch Rexroth see a, a lot of different avenues, but I think the one word that is being used throughout the entire mobile industry at this point in time is sustainability okay. uh, and sustainable, sustainable energy sources. If you look at a construction site, 
Um, these things run, in some cases, 24 hours a day. Not always, but in some cases, right? And if they're not running 24 hours a day, if the sun's shining, they need to be operating, right? This, this creates, a, this creates a, a difficult situation for batteries. Um, and, and we as Bosch Rexroth and Bosch are heavily invested in, in utilizing hydrogen um, as a potential sustainable energy for the future. Uh, in my opinion, this is Brad Bardall speaking, um, I, I think it will be a major factor in the, in the future. Is that a, is that a component or a, um, an associate of the electrification? It is, absolutely. So if we take hydrogen, and hydrogen can be developed in various ways, fuel cells, internal combustion engines, available today for this horsepower range with hydrogen internal combustion engines. And from there, we can, we can utilize our E-Lion uh, generator motor set uh, as a generator off, right off the diesel engine and go off to the ground drive, if you will, with electric motors, and then attach an electric motor with a hydraulic pump integrated, completely integrated, to keep everything in its sweet spot and operate the rest of the machine. So it's, uh, it's actually fairly exciting technology, and that's sort of where we see the, the future uh, coming. Whether I really think it's simply just based on the time scale. It's going to happen. It's simply based upon when it will happen. Any if last thoughts? Add, yeah. yeah. If I could add to that, I think also it's going to be the end customer for this market segment is going to become more and more cognizant. They're going to drive some of yeah, it? Yeah, I think they're going to become more and more cognizant of overall productivity of the machinery. So if that comes down to monitoring productivity of a transit mixer, how many stops did I make, how, you know, how productive was one truck versus another truck within my fleet, uptime, maintenance time, downtime, and then when I go to the placement of concrete on site, just how they overall efficiency, you know, the cost to relay concrete can't be much. They're, can't they're be not, they're not right? going to care no. about what technology is being used. They're going to care about the overall performance of the machine right. that they're using. Absolutely, and our goal is to help our OEM customers realize the technology they can imply on their machines to achieve that functionality. Well, listen, guys, I want to thank you for coming back. It's been, it's been interesting. I would like for you guys to come back maybe in the future. Maybe we look at the electrification of the mobile equipment, see how some of this works. Exactly. Thank you for having us, Tim. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. To learn more about Bosch Rexroth and their mobile app solutions for the cement and concrete market, visit BoschRexroth.com. To learn more about Morel and their systems and solutions, visit morel-group.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Evolution in Controls on whatever platform you use for podcasts or on YouTube for a video version so you can be updated when we release new episodes. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm Tim Wilson, and remember, keep moving.